This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out of the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Yes, welcome into the inaugural edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. Don't want to make Herb Lawrence mad by using inaugural wrong, but I think that's correct. I'm Jay Zawoski, and with me is my co-host, friend, radio producing partner, Rick Camp. We are two of the fatter people at the score. Not the fattest, but two of the fatter people at the score. We enjoy food, we enjoy eating, and we're going to share our love for those things with you guys. Rick, good evening. It's like we've we just picked up the phone. We've hardly been troubleshooting all night long. Yeah, we definitely haven't spent an hour and a half troubleshooting. You know, I'm excited. My first chance to do a podcast about something that I'm passionate about. It's something we talk about in the producer's studio all the time. Different food. We'll find different either pictures of food or stories about food. And that's what we're hoping to do here. We're going to share our love of food. We'll go over things that are in the news about food. There's always something happening in the food world, and we'll be damn sure to cover it. Well, this is the biggest week uh, of the food calendar. Question. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving is upon us. Uh, I cannot wait. We are actually hosting Thanksgiving at my house, so I'm already looking at the turkey. It's soaking in my sink, thawing out. Uh, we're going to get ready to brine it. We're going to get ready to do everything you need to do to get it ready, and it's just, you can smell it. It's in the air. Thanksgiving is in the air, and I cannot wait. I love Thanksgiving. I think I truly think it's my favorite holiday. I really do. I know it is for me. It's always been bigger within my family. Uh, you know, out and just even like everybody, well, yeah, just <laughs> everyone's bigger within the family. Well, isn't that the truth, especially after Thanksgiving? But, you know, Christmas is its own thing. It, it's more about the presents. Thanksgiving is about, in theory, the family, but always about the food. So that's why this is the perfect time for us to launch this podcast. It is. And we talked about this, you know, for a couple months as people were actually wanting a real I'm Fat podcast. We sort of targeted Thanksgiving week and here we are. So we discuss where the show is going to go, what it was going to become, and uh, it's always up to evolve, of course. Always other things are going to come up. But I think one of the first things we had in mind for our first, especially our Thanksgiving-based podcast, was a power rankings of Thanksgiving food. I know you have your depth chart out. I have mine. Uh, do you want to do a draft format, or you just want to list off your top five? How do you want to do it, Rick? I had... I wasn't sure how we wanted to do this, so I had a dozen different categories. I have them ranked 1 through 12. That was why I was, like, showing you the sheet. Uh, the one, maybe we just go highlights. We go highlights of, of our... Yeah, that works for me. I You know, I have uh, a dozen. That's a lot. See, I'm kind of a simple... I'm a simple man when it comes to Thanksgiving. Yes. 
I just go for sort of the staples and I just eat until I can't anymore. That's kind of how I do it. I know there's a lot of food items. So, all right, let's get to it. Uh, I'm going to go. Do you want to do yours first? Or you want me to do them? Because I think we have a disagreement at the top that we need to we need to clear the yes, air. Sir. There's a little bit of food tension, and I think people are sensing it. We need to address well, it's food it. tension that doesn't involve a belt. So that's one thing. But <laughs> or elastic or, pants. Or elastic pants. So for me, I know this is surprising to a lot of fe- a lot of people, and I know this is maybe specific to what your family does, and it definitely is with me. The thing I look forward to most, and number one on my Thanksgiving food power rankings, is the twice baked potato. That's a quality food item. It's fantastic. It's, hard, that, it's one of my. It's my aunt's specialty. My aunt Ginny takes care of that. It's the nice layer of cheese on top, along with just extremely light and fluffy on the inside, and the fact that she always gets gigantic potatoes. So while in a normal family, I'd maybe with you know normal sized potatoes, I'd have two or three actually let two in the first place That's it? yeah and the first What's wrong place. with you yeah, four or five you're dead to me so with these potatoes i have like two and i'm stuffed because they are just the largest potatoes you've ever seen and a little bit you know just a little bit i don't know what seasoning she puts in there just a little bit of seasoning it just makes it the best damn thing in the world that's a good pick. We are not a twice-baked potato family, but I will say a twice-baked potato done right is outstanding. It's very, very difficult to beat. It stands on its own as its own item. Like you said, a couple of those can be a meal, and you're perfectly satisfied. I, I Dude, potato anything, I'm down with. And with that in mind, number one on my power rankings, even above the turkey, is the mashed potatoes. That, to me, is Thanksgiving. I could eat an entire pan of mashed potatoes. I think I've told you before, I could eat mashed potatoes exclusively for the rest of my life and I would not be upset about it. Maybe you do turkey gravy one night, you know, you mix up the flavors, you do some salt and pepper one night, maybe butter, maybe cheese, whatever. But the mashed potatoes I could have every day. So that's probably number one of my food power rankings anyway. So it's definitely on top of my Thanksgiving power ranking. It's a fantastic pick. Yeah. And mashed potatoes, just what you can, it's versatile. The mashed, the potato in any way as I guess we're going to start out this podcast by, you know, singing the praises of the potato, which, I mean, really, why not? But th- that's that's what it's about. Yeah. The, and as we move to number two, you're going to see the turkey's going to fall. It's falling down the fir- It's falling down the round here because for me, more than the turkey, I look forward to the stuffing. The stuffing is number two. I was late to the stuffing train. I, I didn't get I didn't get that. Like, it was one of those things where it was a mind thing for me when I was a kid. And I was like. This was where? And I'm supposed to be eating it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no. But once I discovered the wonderful world of stuffing, it's it's magical <laughs> and it is a must-have for me. In terms of square footage on my plate, it is right up there with the potato. All right. You have to tell me where the stuffing train is, where I can catch that, and what is the... You said stuffed pot- or mashed potato... Or, um, I'm sorry. You said stuffing world? Or the wonderful st- world the stuffing of stuffing. Universe? That's it. Yes. yes. I want to take the stuffing train to the wonderful world of stuffing. Let me know how to do that. And th- you know what? We are off to a rock and start. The chemistry is definitely here because stuffing is my number two pick as well. Wow. It's the best. And one thing, I, I got to go back to the potatoes because the great thing about mashed potatoes and twice bake is they serve as a vehicle for all the food. You've got corn, you got stuffing, you got turkey. You just go and you just hit everything with the potato and it serves as a nice vehicle for everything. But yeah, stuffing is great. Yeah, it, it's it's a glue that holds it all together. 
sometimes quite literally if you're trying to get everything into one exactly. you got to get the entire thanksgiving experience in one bite or per bite i guess you would say because it's definitely more than one but yeah stuffing is great you can do it out of the bird my parents do they'll do it in the bird and then they'll make a an extra casserole of stuffing okay. and it works it's not it's not quite as great but it's it's fine it gets the job done have you had the white castle stuffing no no i have i didn't know they had such a thing well you have to make it you got to go out to white castle buy a crap load of hamburgers and you make the stuffing with white castle hamburgers and it's amazing you had me at crap load it's of hamb- uh, crap load of hamburgers <laughs> i thought i might but yeah you got next thanksgiving you should uh that should be your your uh what you do what you contribute to the thanksgiving dinner at the white castle stuffing there's recipes for it everywhere people have been doing it for years and it's i've only had it once or twice because like my wife doesn't eat uh beef at all so it's out of the question we have a lot of some picky pellets but i've had it before and it's absolutely incredible so you can't miss on white castle stuffing all right number three it's got to be turkey right we got to be getting to the turkey part not for me what i know for me for me and now this this there's two things to have here for one Number three, the cranberry sauce. For me, I love the cranberry sauce. Now, for you, are you a with real cranberries or are you the it's the shape of the can that it comes out of? Rick, cranberry is a fruit and fruit has no place at Thanksgiving. I'm very disappointed in you. I've actually, no, I, I this is a confession and I'm ashamed. I'm going to change it on Thursday. I've never had cranberry sauce. What? I like cranberry. I know. Just like you with the stuffing, you kind of had the... Uh, I'm big on textures. Like, textures affect me. Me too. And it's always, for my family, just been, here's the can that was on the shelf at Jewel for you know six months or whatever, and we're going to slop it onto a plate and cut it, and that's how we're going to eat it. That always sort of... Ugh, that turned me off from cranberry sauce. Wow. But I'm going to try it this year. Uh, Hope went out and bought some actual cranberries, so I think we're going to try to make homemade real cranberry sauce. So I'm excited to try it, but it's not on my power rankings because I frankly never had it, so I can't put it I there. So that's know, your number three. I don't even three. know who you are anymore. Because for well, me, it's cranberries. It's just taking up room for corn. But, okay, what you you know one <laughs> thing when you get to before you get to your three, you mentioned the con the concept of the casserole for me for my family bottom of the list. I don't know if we're just not good at the whole casserole thing, but a green bean casserole really doesn't do a whole lot for me. And I think that's what you think of when you think of a Thanksgiving casserole. So you won't be hearing that from me. Spoiler alert. No, 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 no. Me neither. That's uh, green beans. No, keep it. And uh, keep your broccoli away from my mac and cheese as well. That's another yeah. thing I saw mentioned today on Twitter. Oh, I can't wait for broccoli mac and cheese. What? No, no, I no, 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 no. I need my food separation of church and state until I want to put them together <laughs> myself. Thank you. Thank you for the, being the voice of reason. All right. My number three, though, it's finally time. Turkey. I love turkey. White meat, dark meat doesn't matter. I think I typically will go for the white meat first just because it looks so pristine. And my dad is a pro at the slice of the turkey he gets it every piece is even and it just looks gorgeous that's like a work of art when my dad carves a turkey so that to me i'll just grab you know he cuts them maybe a half inch thick and i'll just grab five or six of them with my fingers pop them on my plate then you slap the mashed potatoes on there the gravy the stuffing and that's usually my first plate it's just those basics i might come back for some other things but when i start it's stuffing it's turkey it's mashed potatoes and i'm going to do that probably for a plate or two before I start to consider other items. Interesting. I try, yeah, to keep, I try to keep my first plate 
fairly balanced and it really kind of goes throughout. So that way I'm getting a little bit of everything each plate. I have to I have to kick things off properly with the one, two, three in my power rankings on my plate. I, the, the you know, the people off the metal stand, the items off the metal stand, they'll come in in a second, third helping maybe. But the first helping, it's reserved for the All-Stars. That's how I look at it. They're first team, first team All-Pro, first team starters. They get the first plate. Okay. I think, they, I think they've earned it over all these years. All right. Well, number four for me, you're thinking the turkey's coming up, right? No. I would hope so. The turkey will have to wait one more turn because for me, it is the bread varietal. Whatever bread that your family has, <laughs> yes. it's the, for me, I'm a sucker for a good crescent roll. <laughs> Or if it's a a biscuit or cornbread, depending on what your family does, I've had those, I've had the different varieties, so I leave it open for interpretation. But there's not much better, and I think part of it's a texture thing. You get the little bit of the crunch, and then you go into the super soft, really warm bread. And once again, you can use that, whatever your potato is as a vehicle, along with that roll. Maybe get a little bit of of cranberry sauce in that bite as well or stuffing and it's pretty much heaven so yeah the bread varietal goes ahead of the turkey for me wow i like where your head's at though with the bread we have i don't know what you call it they're extremely soft you've had the the king's hawaiian bread oh yeah right terrific that's not what we have but imagine like a more normal flavored bread with that kind of roll like it's that soft it's that shape it's that Dude, put, split that open, put some butter on it. I make myself a mashed potato sandwich, and I'm a happy kid. That, to me, is just, I'll take the bread, open it, slap some mashed potatoes in there, maybe some corn if I'm on plate two or three, and that's my sandwich. And uh, it may, may not surprise you as to why I'm fat. I am a carb monster. When I was younger, <laughs> I used to have spaghetti sandwiches. I'm not kidding. Oh. My mom would make spaghetti, I would have bread and butter, and I would put the spaghetti between the bread and butter and eat it. I mean, that's not the worst-sounding thing in the world, but it, it's definitely not something I would think of or really do willingly. Well, because you're not an idiot, Rick. Um, I was an idiot back then, and I, I would really just... Anything carb, just throw a carb in my mouth. I don't care what it is. I will eat all of them and, and, and be happy and be 260 pounds in eighth grade. That's impressive. Oh, by the way, if, no, if, if, if you're friends with Jay Zawoski on Facebook, just make <laughs> sure you scroll down in his profile until you see the picture of Jay playing baseball as an expo. It's a yeah. thing to both. I was today. I was coming back from Schaumburg with my wife, Colleen, and I was just dying for a good five minutes. And she was like, what's so funny? And I made sure she waited till we were at a red light because she was driving for, to look at it. And she lost it. Just yeah. lost. It's a fantastic picture. And I'm sure I have similar pictures. It's just none of them are digitized because my family's stuck in the Stone Age. See, we need to find a picture of you like that because that could be our, our logo. Oh, God. Is really- fat me and fat young fat Jay and young fat Rick next to each other uh, with just I'm fat. And block, you know, meme letters or meme letters, as Bryce Harper would say, um, that could just be our very low cost logo. I think people would really like it. And they they'd immediately look at the picture and understand what the podcast is about. I think I would think so. I, and the and the best part is they would also assume we either caught played first base, first base, first me. base growing up while I was while I was that big. It was definitely uh, first base. 
So yeah, we, we fit the stereotypes. Maybe a guy for in the future, if we do, if we uh, bust out the onion ring of honor, Cecil Fielder would probably be pretty high on that list. But I, you know, that could be something we do down the road. And I also something left to remind me, maybe that maybe we'll have time for it the next time we do one. I have a fat professional that relates to King's Hawaiian rolls. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we save our first fat professional to to confess our sins. Our sins. What we did on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yes. Um. That's, that's that's very true. By the way, one more thing about this picture. What you can't see in the picture is that uh, as a young porker, uh, that jersey was the biggest one they made and it was a, a youth large so my mom had to cut the seams on the side <laughs> and add fabric <laughs> so i could wear the jersey in public without being just a laughing stock so yeah there were uh, my mom had to cut the seams on the expos jersey and then find a similar st- what is it like the polyester yeah. white polyester and add it like in between the seam cut so I had a little extra, and it was not a little bit. It was probably about six inches wide on each side that she had to add in on that jersey. So that that picture, now you know why my face is like it is in that picture, because this is pre-jersey expansion, and I'm feeling really fat. Yeah. So that's why the look on my face is kind of like, can I please get out of here and go put on some clothes that fit? And my, my hat's a little snug, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you have a, a head that rivals Kevin Mench in his size eight hat. It's true. I have a large noggin. It's uh, oh my god. Oh, so the one it's thing from good. when we were. I, oh, by the yeah. way, are you does you, Derek Self? Is that someone that follows you on Twitter? He's a big scorehead. He put himself as a young fat child, uh, on my post. It's like the old magnet from his refrigerator. Oh, wow. He's got a Braves hat on and a glorious, a glorious mullet oh. to go with the fat face. It's a beautiful thing. So go check out that thread on Facebook. Uh, you'll see my fat little body and then well, my fat big body and then scroll down and you'll see Derek's on there as well. I'm sure he'll be a frequent listener to the I'm Fat podcast and hopefully a contributor when we get our social media going. And the other thing that I always think of when I think of those baseball pictures and just playing baseball at the size I did, I would have killed to be able to wear a single digit number at any point. But when you're as big as you or I were, it was like, all right, the minimum number that I had was 12 every year it was like 12 through 15 somewhere in that range every single year because the numbers went up with the size of the jerseys so they didn't even have to know whoever was watching the game could be like oh 15 god that is the fattest guy on that team and normally that was me oh boy i don't remember my jersey number but i remember it was high i think it was maybe like 44 (laughs) but i I don't know. I just uh, I maybe I blocked that out because it was just too painful. But yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it goes up. I'm probably just too d- like dense to notice that that the fatter you get, the higher your number goes. But man, that's that's a painful memory, Rick. I'm sorry you had to share. Well, that. that's okay. I mean, that's what that's what this is all about. We're cel- we're it's celebrating what, yeah. food, and we're also celebrating and letting out the things that we've dealt with as fat people in the past. Oh, so number five though to get back to the list. I finally get to the turkey. Turkey's solid. I like turkey. It obviously everything else complements the turkey, but when you when it's necessary to have gravy, more often than not, you're not the best meat out there. So for me, that's why I don't you do this. Don't do it, Rick. I've I know I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If I had to choose between Thanksgiving turkey 
and the Christmas ham. And we're talking like decent quality of both. Like we're talking a solid honey baked ham, nice spiral ham versus a fairly well done Thanksgiving turkey. I'll take that Christmas ham every day of the week. This is this is a bad take. This is a bad take by you. I disagree. I'm not a big ham guy. I like ham like uh, Crocus Polish ham on a sandwich and the occasional Easter ham or Christmas ham, but it's not something I look forward to. The turkey is something I look forward to every year. I cannot wait to have the damn turkey, and maybe it's in your head better than it actually tastes. Maybe if it was a Wednesday in December and I was given the choice of turkey or ham, I might choose ham, but on Thanksgiving... It's just such an essential part of the other picks I've made on my power rankings. They just go, it's like a symphony of food. Everything works together. Everything's intertwined. It's very lovely. I just burped telling you the story. That's how fat I am. It's perfect. It just all goes together so perfectly. And I think ham for Thanksgiving has a little too intense of a taste to work well with other ingredients and with other items. I need the turkey. The turkey is a nice... Um, you know, it's the complementary part to all the sides and everything works together beautifully. So I'm not, I'm not dismissing your preference of ham over Turkey in general, but on Thanksgiving, it has to be. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, on Thanksgiving in and of itself, it's going to be Turkey and I'm fine with that. But I'm saying in a, if, if this is played on a neutral field and I have the opportunity to choose (laughs) the thanks to choose a Turkey, a well done Turkey or a well done ham. I'm going with the ham. That that's just what I'm doing. So really 364 days of the year I'm openly choosing turkey or I'm wow, I almost did it. I'm openly choosing ham. However, I 100% get and agree that for Thanksgiving turkey is it. Maybe it's just because my cousins always steal the skin. So I never get the joy of the skin because by the time the bird is cut it's all there ready for you in those nice slices or chunks as, you know, it ends up happening in my family. There's no skin there. So maybe that makes a bit of a difference. Yeah, I bet it does. I, I am a skin guy. I will seek the skin, so to speak. Um, I got it. My last item, uh, we already said it. It's kind of boring, but bread comes right after uh, the turkey for me. So I got mashed potatoes, stuffing, turkey, bread. And I think gravy, does gravy count? Because I should have gone gravy earlier if it doesn't, if it does count, because it, it kind of just goes over everything. Yeah, I, I think, I think the gravy kind of almost has to be in concert with the meat, with the turkey, just because I think it's it's an essential, as I mentioned before, it's an essential element of making the, of optimizing your turkey intake. All right, so we've got our rankings here. We would be remiss if we did not do our top pick for Thanksgiving dessert. I'll let you go first. They could match. Who knows? But what is your number one pick for Thanksgiving specific dessert? I don't know that for most people it's considered a Thanksgiving dessert, but it's the either an apple pie or apple slices where it's basically kind of like a pie, but it's in the casserole dish and, and, and you know, it has the icing on top of it. For my family, that's always been the primary dessert. I'm, I'm not a big pumpkin pie guy myself. But something else that I found through my in-laws family, there are positives to going to see your in-laws every once in a while. And this sounds like it would be probably kind of gross, but in practice, it's good. It's called pretzel jello. 
I've had pretzel jello. That's outstanding. Yes. So pretzel jello is a thing for Thanksgiving with my in-laws. So I am I am a big fan of the pretzel jello, but if I had if I had only one choice, I'm going with the apple pie slash apple slices. Solid pick. Um I have to qualify my pick. Uh I don't do Thanksgiving with my wife's family. So I don't her grandmother is ninety five. She lives in Florida. She's here for the summer and then goes back to Florida in the winter. We'll see her again at Christmas. But she makes incredible apple strudel. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. She makes it with the lard. She makes it the way it was supposed to be made, right? Uh, it's great. It's probably the best fruit-based dessert you'll ever have. However, I'm not with her on Thanksgiving, so I have to go with pumpkin pie because, like I said, the tastes of the day and the tastes of the season, that is all contained in pumpkin pie. You got the nutmeg. You've got They can be served warm if you want. Just the spiciness of it. The warm, not warm, like physically warm, but it's a comforting taste. It tastes like fall. It tastes like Thanksgiving. So pumpkin pie is my number one. And that's the, you know, I talk about the things I truly look forward to when Thanksgiving rolls around. A good pumpkin pie, be it homemade, be it from Baker Square, whatever, a good pumpkin pie is hard to beat. Um, But I'm with you on the uh, pretzel jello. My mom used to make this like whipped. I don't know how to explain it. It was like a creamy... Not jello, not pudding, but like somewhere in between. It was almost like a flavored Cool Whip, but a little bit thicker. And I don't know what she called it. She's called it pink jello. And it was incredible. But I'm sure people listening have had this before. Uh, if you know what it's called, let us know. Hit us up with hashtag I'm a fat and uh, let us know uh, what that's called. But it's amazing. It's really good. But I got to go pumpkin pie for my dessert for sure. But um, chocolate for you on Thanksgiving? Probably, right? My family's huge into chocolate. Yeah, there, there's always something chocolate related around whether it's just a straight chocolate chip cookie or could just be like leftover hershey bars maybe from halloween that essentially just have been chilling for a month that everybody's like hey they're here i'll eat them that's pretty much everybody's philosophy on thanksgiving which really just means they're getting with our program because that's how we are 365 days a year but it's one of the couple days of the year that everybody gets on board with our philosophy And that's, I think, what makes Thanksgiving great. And yes, so if chocolate is there, chocolate will be consumed. This is just like a principle of us on the podcast. If chocolate is there, it will be consumed. Yeah, that's definitely true. And with my family, my side of the family, chocolate will always be there. There's not a holiday without chocolate. A big thing for us with that in mind on Thanksgiving is the French silk pie from Baker Square. That's my mom and my aunt's favorite. That's always there. But you mentioned chocolate chip cookies. And I don't want to get sidetracked too much. I think that is like if they're if I'm in a room, if I'm at a party and everyone brought a dessert, right? And you've got your brownies, you've got your cake, uh, whatever else, you know, cupcakes, anything. If I see a chocolate chip cookie that looks like it could be somewhat soft and somewhat warm, I'm going there first every time. There is nothing better than a well-made fresh chocolate chip cookie i'm 100 percent with you it's so great but actually you mentioned the french silk pie a story summer but summer between my freshman and sophomore years of college my job was being a server at baker square while there were still a few of them around in this area oh yeah so i was there for three months and like two of them were while i was still at home during the summer and the last one i was making i was making a commute from college before I got a different job in the food industry, of course. 
and working at Baker Square, we only got a 15% discount on the pies. That didn't stop me from getting way too many French silk pies because that is by far the best (laughs) pie in the world. Baker Square French silk pie will not be topped by anyone or anything in the world of pies. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right on that. And a good sign for me at any restaurant, and maybe it's just because I'm a fat guy that I notice this stuff, when I see the staff enjoying the food, that's a really good sign to me. And I used to be kind of down on Panda Express. Like, eh, it's kind of fake Chinese food. It's not that good. I had a bad experience here like five years ago. But we have one in the office at Prudential. And every time I walked by Panda Express, there were employees eating Panda Express. So I said, look, they get a lunch break. They can go anywhere they want. They're eating here. It must be fine. I started eating there again. It was good. That to me is a good sign when you see employees at chain places sitting down and eating the food there. You don't see that a lot at McDonald's or Burger King, but you see it at like Chipotle and Panda Express and places like that. The the people that work there know the food is good. They know it's reliable. They know there's not like a big ball of pubes in it. And and they're willing to eat it. And to me, that's a good sign. I I 100% agree. But then there are those people that just know the ways to manipulate the bad food enough to make it decent. I was that way. That's true. The job that I mentioned in the food industry after Baker Square is I I was a delivery driver at Papa John's. So, Mm. yeah, exactly. That's the reaction. And that should be the reaction to Papa John's pizza. But when you. I loved it in college. Yeah. Oh. Because it was cheap and it had the garlic butter. Yeah, exactly. Or for me, like, I love the. uh, the, One of the keys. Now, for those that need the life hack, this is a fat hack for you. (laughs) If you have to get Papa John's pizza, always get the seasoning packet. Because to me, one of the worst things about just regular Papa John's pizza is that it's bland. You know, there's just not much there to to give it that much flavor. The seasoning packet does a pretty good job of masking the bland with at least some sort of something. All right, I like the fat hack. I like that we just stumbled upon this. Uh, And I I have one for you as well. I I had Chipotle twice today. I'm proud Um, of you. (laughs) I had it for lunch. I I mean, it wasn't Qdoba, but it's still good. We'll get to that one on the oh, next episode. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a four part series. You and I argue Chipotle <laughs> versus Kidoba. But uh so I'm like, you know, I'm hungry for dinner. Uh, I, I had I had Chipotle like four hours ago, so I'm really starving for it again. Um you gotta go with the half and half meat. You gotta go half chicken, half steak, or half half carnitas, half whatever. You've gotta go half and half because you always get a bigger portion that way. Always. That's key. So if you're a person in Chipotle and you haven't been satisfied with your scoops of meat, go half and half because the employees are kind of annoyed they have to do it, and they're not going to truly measure exactly how much. You always end up with more meat that way. Wow. So go half and half every time. Your ideas That's are intriguing to me, and I wish to, to subscribe to your newsletter. Well, I'm, I'm glad to help out. It's a good one. Uh, I was tipped off to that by somebody, and I, I have to share it uh, with the first I'm Fat Podcast audience. I know they'd appreciate it. Uh, it's not a lot more. Sometimes it is because sometimes you'll get the really overzealous employee that's maybe new or they're kind of rushed or they're just feeling generous and they'll give you a whole spoon of both. Then you're in business, but you have to go half and half. I always go half chicken, half steak because, you know, you want to be healthy with with chicken. Um, but the carnitas are great. Everything there is good. It's Chipotle. Come on. But, yeah, go go half and half on your meat and you'll be in good shape. And the fajita vegetables are free and they add a nice little... Uh, you know, a little lump of food for you there as well. Even though they're vegetables, they're cooked in oil. 
they're uh, you know they're mixed <laughs> in with your other stuff, so it's okay. Yeah, it's a, it, it, can can you be a fat food by osmosis as long as you're touching something that's not good for you? Right. Well, it's like getting a uh, Italian beef sandwich with sweet peppers. Yeah. Like, well, you know, I'm trying to eat healthy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just the way it is. So we want your fat hacks as well. So you can tweet either Jay at Jay Zawoski 670 or myself at Rick Camp 670. And also, what hashtag do we want to go with? Do we want to have different hashtags for different things or do we want to have a unified fat hashtag? We should probably have one so we can find everything. Was it ask a fat or I'm a fat? Uh, Let's go with let's go with I'm a fat hashtag. I'm a fat for your fat hacks for your, like your upcoming questions for times where we will because we want to serve you the fat community and the fat at heart community and if you're not fat if you're not fat you get to say i want to be a fat yes but keep the i'm i'm a fat hashtag so we can find you but if you need advice look uh i'm skinny i need to put on some weight right a guy like danny parkins not a big guy kind of a string bean needs tips on putting on weight rick and i we can help you. Right. Maybe you're a kid that's wrestling in high school and you want to gain some weights and get up to the next weight class and challenge yourself. My friends, we are here for you. Maybe you're a high school kid and you're about to head to Division One college to play on the offensive line somewhere. You need to put on 50 pounds in the summer. Let's go. Rick and I will help you do that. Hashtag I'm a fat. We got you. Don't worry about sure it. We'll get it don't done. Don't put the apostrophe in there because then that's going to screw up the hashtag. Hashtag I'm a fat. We're here for you. We're serving the fat community. That's what we're about. You're not alone. This is what we're here no. for. We all, I mean, just in the time that we've been doing this so far, I've had so many fat things run through my head of different stories or different fat hacks. This is going to be stuff that we're going to do this. We're going to be here for you. We're going to give you the fat hacks and we'll give you credit when you have a great one as well, because we're one large cholesterol driven community. That's what we are Our team. We're a team of fat. We're just one big gelatinous blob of fat as one. We have different outfits on, but we're really all just one big fat blob. And we're all here to help each other. So you, we, we have hacks for you. I'm sure you have hacks for us. So send them along. Hashtag I'm a fat. I'm really excited about the I'm Fat podcast. Me too. I think our first episode was a great success. We did not argue too much about our rankings of turkey over ham or whatever. Um, I had a great time. I can't wait to do it again. And next time we'll have some listener feedback. We're going to have to create an email, a Twitter account, all these things so people can get in touch with us and we can really uh, get into this thing, give it the attention it deserves. Absolutely. And as we do that stuff, once again, follow both of us on Twitter for more information at Zawaski 670 I'm at RickCamp670. That's where you'll be able to find out the latest information. We'll throw in the hashtag I'm a fat. So that you can just search yes. the hashtag. We can be one big group. We can be one big group under a hashtag. That's what we are right one now. One big sweaty group. Yes. Yeah. And we'll we'll share some fat things we saw. I found a story er- earlier today about fried pumpkin pie, but I can't find it. I can't find it. So I'll, wow. when I find it, I'll tweet it out. Um, I mean, it's fried. It can't be worse. Right. Everything's better fried. Agree. You can fry pretty much anything, and I'll try. Yeah. It. So, like the the food porn account that I follow, if there's something oh, that you're is, you're the worst. Uh, that's oh, I know. It's the it's the best and worst thing ever. But what I'll do is when I find something that looks extra delicious, I'll just quote it and put the hashtag "I'm a fat" on there, because everybody needs to maybe find something new they can try, or they need to just see the best version of whatever food it is. Okay, Hope just put the recipe in front of me. You're going to want to get yourself a, a store-made pie, 
cut it in six pieces, put it on a cookie tray, f- f- uh, make it cold overnight in the fridge, salt, flour, baking powder, sugar. I'm watching this live. This video is unfolding live in front of my face. One and three quarter cups of milk. I'll pour that on there slowly. Oh, God, yes. Oh, two eggs. Okay. Like that. You're going to mix those, all that. That whole concoction is going to get mixed up. What's next? Oh, that looks good. Just eat that. Okay, that's going somewhere. Oh, you're going to put the pie. Oh, then you dip the Oh, my God. Then you dip the pie in that concoction, deep fry it in a pan. Oh, my God. This will be the first thing tweeted out with hashtag, I'm a fat. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Oh, and they're putting powdered sugar on it. Uh, oh, oh, that's a cream. game changer. Uh, oh, good Lord. Uh, Thrillist Food and Drink is the Facebook account. But like I said, I will uh, tweet it out tonight at jayzawaski670, hashtag, I'm a fat for your fried pumpkin pie recipe oh gee, good god i want to make that tonight we need to end this so you can uh take care of this yes. video <laughs> yes let me go please. all right well that is jay i am rick i think we became a team today a lot has been accomplished once again the hashtag i'm a fat keep an eye out for the latest with this podcast let us know what you think of the podcast tweet either of us and use that hashtag i'm a fat Thanks for listening to the I'm Fat Podcast. Love you. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.